0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome back into Forced Putt. I am your host, Steven Serta as always. Co-host, Dusty Likens. Lickens? Oh my god, I hate you. <laughs> I don't even I'm done. <laughs> um Welcome back for a week six edition of the Force to Pump podcast on the 435 Podcast Network. For that remark, I'm going to start spelling your name S-E-R-T-A. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time somebody's done that. Well, Welcome to the club. Uh, hopefully you download the radio.com app because that's the best place to find all of our wonderful content. And subscribe. Uh, I was pretty spot on with Will Fuller yesterday. Go ahead. Take time. Pretty spot on on with my guy will fuller yesterday yeah keep going i was uh all about that texans falcons matchup and will fuller was pretty incredible 217 yards and three touchdowns 50 plus fantasy points right yes he did what i thought deandre hopkins would do he won a lot of leagues yesterday and deandre hopkins had an okay game he had like 88 yards um DeAndre Hopkins' breakout, I think, is coming next next week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, not not Will Fuller next week? No. i Carlos the, I'm on Hyde? The, I'm back on the uh, Hopkins bandwagon oh. this week. Give me Carlos Hyde next week. Oh, that's fine. A lot of people want Carlos Hyde next week. Go ahead and yeah, take yeah. it. You'll get disappointed. The Chiefs run defense sucks, but you know what sucks worse? Carlos Hyde. Mm. I mean. It is, it is 2.9 yards per carry. Go have fun with that. If that's what you think. I mean, he's going to have a big game against the Chiefs. Ike, he did actually wind up having a touchdown in that game yesterday, so he was serviceable, I suppose. See, Hyde, baby. Um, Give him 100 next week on the ground. No Chris Jones. But There were some some monster performances in week five. Uh, Aaron Jones was incredible. I was at the Chiefs game, so I didn't really get to watch much of that game.
0: Right, yeah. Um, I played against Aaron Jones, right? Uh, I had a, I had a couple guys had big weeks, which I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit. Yeah, Aaron Jones, man. Like, so we did the uh, Arrowhead P- Arrowhead Pride pre and post game yesterday for the Chiefs game, and I left the house at about three forty five. So it was after one touchdown of uh, Aaron Jones, and then he scored again, and uh, we ended up having four touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, uh, on the ground against Dallas, who is officially now labeled as Fool's Gold for everybody in the NFL, yeah. unless you're Michael Gallup or uh, Mari Cooper. Good lord. Um yeah man Aaron Jones was uh, one of those guys that had one of those uh anomaly games in fantasy football uh, but luckily, I had another guy oh. that had a huge game. I had Christian McCaffrey, who I took first overall this year in the NF- in
1: their uh, well, fantasy football draft. Christian which- McCaffrey's not a, an anomaly. He's not. Uh, I don't think Aaron Jones is either. Aaron Jones has got eight touchdowns He scored already. 49 points yesterday. Well, that's an anomaly. That's what I'm He's not going to get four touchdowns a game. No. But the touchdowns have been keeping him afloat because his yardage total in the two it's previous games was garbage. Yeah, But it's his second 100-yard game of the season. Uh, He did have 100 yards against the Vikings, and the Vikings are still a pretty good run defense, and he's got eight touchdowns. Like Obviously, he's helped by that four-touchdown performance yesterday, but that Packers offense, it's going to run through Aaron Jones with a little bit of Aaron Rodgers mixed in.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that would ever be a possibility with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, but apparently he is... uh... God, I don't know what he is involved in that offense. He's uh no longer throwing touchdowns. He's done throwing for three hundred yards a game. I think he's only done it maybe once, maybe twice this year. Uh that's Aaron Jones' show,
1: man, and it runs through him. He's the straw that stirs that drink. Uh so you wanted to talk about your guy, Christian McCaffrey. Uh he's the best fantasy football player ever. He has been incredible. He's just straight up two hundred all purpose yards a he's game, a freak, multiple touchdowns, like just been absolutely incredible. I think he's got the fastest feet I've ever seen. Like he's his footwork is some of the best footwork I've ever seen from a football player. And the way he is so quick, like the way he cuts with his it, and uses his feet and just like glides and blows past people. It's absurd. Yeah. To me, it's the vision.
0: Uh, I know he had an 84 yard run yesterday, which kind of is a, uh, obscurity when it comes to like fantasy points. Cause right there, if you think about it, that's like 14, almost 15 points on one play for fantasy points. But the fact that like he sees the hole or knows like where to be. And I guess the other thing is just like his durability. Like he catches every single target that gets thrown his way. Unless of course there is a defensive, like uh deflection of some sort, but he doesn't drop passes. He gets targeted heavily in that offense. Um, he is everything of the Carolina Panthers and Kyle Allen knows it and i feel like there were times where like Cam Newton and this isn't a shot at Cam Newton but i feel like there were times where like Cam Newton could be like we don't have to use Chris like i can figure something else out to where like we can still win and like they just wouldn't perform like do you remember when they played on Thursday night and they just didn't use Christian McCaffrey they just had him run blocking and the, or uh pass blocking and they were using him like very small and then ever since that game it's just been okay. We don't care that you know it. We're just going to give Christian McCaffrey touches. And you and I were texting earlier, and I'm thinking that he's on pace to have the best fantasy football season since you. What you said was the Christian uh, Chris, uh, Chris 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 Johnson. Johnson
1: 2K year. Um. So yeah, that year, Chris Johnson set an NFL record with over 2,500 all-purpose yards. Right now, Christian McCaffrey's on pace for like 2,700. Jesus. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I and I mean. It's literally, like, he's just multiple touchdowns a game, 200 all-purpose yards. It's just absolutely absurd. I think uh, I saw something on Twitter today. He's, like, right now, like, in line for, like, third all-time in fantasy points. And, like, I think Priest Holmes, like, that 27 touchdown, 28 touchdown season was, like, number two. Who's won, LD LD uh, LT Thomas? Uh, and he had, like, I don't he broke remember. The I'd have to go find it. I don't remember. God, I remember Vic when he I came feel like back it to was, Philly. Uh, was wild. I feel like it was like Jim Brown or something. Really, they like did fantasy one, back then. Like one ridiculous season he had. That's not fair. It might not have been a fantasy stat. It might have been a. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember Get what it, it was. He, he just whacked his knee so uh, hard on this on this
0: production uh, table. I'm and... keeping it together pretty well. <laughs> He's like a player in baseball that got hit with a pitch in the sweet
1: meat. It hasn't shown any, like... Uh, <laughs> so. Something I wanted to talk about <laughs> oh, today man, is like, that, that... And I, I think it was pretty apparent yesterday. And I, I'm not saying uh, this is like a season-long prediction or anything like that. But when it comes to wide receivers around the NFL, I think we're seeing kind of a changing of the guard as far as the upper class of wide receivers go. Um, It's always fun. To kind of watch that stuff unfold in real time. Like, obviously, Julio Jones is still really special, um, but he's in his 30s now. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is still incredible. I'm, you know, I know he struggled a little bit to start the season. I think he's going to be just fine. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going downhill or anything like that, Uh, but he is. It's important to note, like, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you know, he's had several years here recently where he gets 175 165 160 targets and he's on pace for like 140 targets this season which would be his lowest total in like five or six years right so he's getting less looks but i think that's a product of his offense and that and he also had games last year where he had, like, 20 targets. Mm-hmm. So, like, that could easily change with, like, one – with, like, a couple monster target games like that, especially if Will Fuller or somebody goes down. And Will Fuller is obviously very injury-prone. Hell, that could change um, next Sunday. But, yeah. And, and Will Fuller, like, based off of that performance yesterday – like obviously he's gonna get catapulted like right now just because of that performance and he had done nothing prior to yesterday. Yeah, right. He's the number eleven fantasy receiver now because of that monster performance yesterday. Who's won? Godwin. Uh, Chris Godwin is the top scoring fantasy wide receiver right now. Amari Cooper's number two. Uh, DJ Chark number three. Cooper Cup number four. Michael Thomas number five. Michael Thomas had a very good game yesterday. Good game. Uh, Keenan Allen number six. Wow, he dropped quick. And Keenan Allen. He was. Keenan Allen right? was number one for the first three weeks of the season, but he has done nothing the last two. Yeah, weeks. Phillip
0: Rivers' shoulder's starting to wear out. Yeah, but that, the last
1: it, the last two weeks, Keenan Allen has been brutal. Who Who are the top three again? Godwin, Godwin, Cooper, and DJ Chark. So you've been big on on Cooper uh,
0: or on uh, Cooper Cup, who's I think in the top five there as well. Yeah, he's but number four. To To fit your narrative, uh, we were warned about Chris Godwin though, right at the beginning of the year. Like Bruce Arians came out flat out said like. He's going to have a hundred grabs and a thousand receiving yards. Like he's a guy that we really want to exploit yeah. uh, in this offense. Now it sucks that it's taken away from Mike Evans, but this kind of fits to your uh, to your little storytelling here about like receivers that are big dudes um, that got drafted probably pretty high: Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, all those guys, and they're not having those type of number one wide receiver years. The guys that are: D.J. Sharks, the Amari Cooper, who is the number one in Dallas, but he's not a guy that I think went. In a lot of people's first rounds, I think he might've gone real late first round, maybe early second, but, well, uh, yeah, I mean, we were told about, we were told about Godwin. like we knew that he was going to have a big year if Jameis Winston could just hold onto the football. But that is interesting that the big names aren't there. And obviously Tyree kill has been hurt. Um, and Antonio Brown is just completely went a wall. So there's a lot of the like, obscurities that have happened in this like receiver rankings, but I'm with you, man. It might be time to worry. Or it might be time to move uh, one of your receivers if you can get some better play when it comes to, like, if you have a DeAndre Hopkins and you're like, you know what? Five weeks in, I've got a total of 45 points with DeAndre Hopkins. I thought I'd get more. Maybe I can get a nice running back that gets a lot of targets like a Marlon Mack or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, and I'm not, like, I still think, you know, Mike Evans is still, right now, he's listed as the number eight wide receiver in fantasy, and that's after scoring just zero points yesterday. Like straight up zero not not even like a point 0.1 like he straight up had zero points he had zero catches yesterday and he's had a couple brutal games so far this season um But I think that 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 passing attack in Tampa, I think that that's that's still going to be a thing. Like, Mike Evans is still going to get opportunities. Yeah. I don't think you should just give him up for nothing. And Godwin Um, got a garbage time touchdown at the end of the game, too. They kind of skewed those stats, but but still. But Godwin, too, like, it's just Mike Evans is in a more difficult role than Chris Godwin. Like, Jameis Winston this season is scared to turn the football over because turning the football over has been a huge problem for him. But the problem. The way they utilize Mike Evans is Mike Evans is just the deep guy. Yeah. Like they just send him deep. And if Jameis Winston's not trying to throw deep because he's afraid he's going to throw picks, it really hurts what Mike Evans does. Because Mike Evans is fast and he can just go up and get the football. Like and so six, that right? and that's what literally what they've always done, even prior to Bruce Arians right. in in Tampa with Mike Evans. But Chris Godwin is Running more real routes, and yeah. he's he's doing more of the underneath stuff, more of the stuff across the middle, and that's where Jameis is looking because Jameis is scared to uncork stuff deep. And so it's benefited Chris Godwin quite a bit. And I'm not I'm not trying to diminish what Chris Godwin's doing. He's been a legitimate star. I wasn't on the Chris Godwin bandwagon like a lot of other people were. Oh, like, I, I I just didn't I, I didn't believe that he was going to take away that much from Mike Evans. Like, and certainly, and I think a lot of people like you know he was going as like a Chris Godwin was going as like a third or fourth round pick. I would have considered taking him in the fourth round, but it would have been more of like a fifth round pick for me. Yeah, I personally. think I got him in the
0: fourth or fifth.
1: And, but a lot of people were taking him really, really high because of the upside, and I wasn't quite there with him just yet because specifically because I didn't think he was the number one wide receiver in his offense. Right. And and you know, and I I think that. I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are like 1A and 1B. Like you can you can rotate either one of them. Uh there's going to be off weeks for one guy and there's going to be monster weeks for the other. Like I I don't think that we've seen the last of Mike Evans or anything like that. Um but what's the the common occurrence here though at the top of these wide receiver rankings in fantasy football right now is the youth of all of these players. Like like Keenan Allen's the oldest guy who's 27 Mm -hmm. like all of these guys are young and and, you know Julio's at number nine right now and Julio's the oldest wide receiver there we're seeing some of these guys like DJ Chark has been incredible and he had another monster game yesterday and it killed me because I benched him because Carolina's you know Carolina has this pass defense that had been really really good this season so I was scared for DJ Chark Gardner Minshew found a way to get it done and DJ Chark was just a baller again yesterday like DJ Chark in his second year in the NFL is rounding into a legitimate wide receiver one. Like, yeah, he's been awesome. And yesterday was his best game to date. Right. He's got a legitimate rapport with Gardner Menchu. And I I find it hard, hard to believe that you can bench him moving forward. Like just the way he's producing, because he's just producing against matchups that aren't in his favor. And that means that he has to be in your lineup every week. Yeah, and he doesn't have a lot of great teams in that division either. Like, I know the Colts
0: are beat up, so he's going to play against them. You got the Texans as well. Tennessee's a decent defense. But yeah, I'm big with you on DJ Shark. I don't really have much more to add other than the fact that, like, I feel like we've been following DJ Shark Jr. for a while, and uh, it's paying off. And I think it's at this point now where you can put him as a starting wide receiver. Uh, he's definitely more profitable than uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who finally got on the board for once.
1: Yeah. And that's I mean, Juju's issues just keep getting more and more worse as Mason Rudolph just got knocked out yesterday.
0: I've never seen a that football player without a face mask on.
1: Absolutely themselves. brutal. Did I did um, you
0: feel bad about that? Like
1: The New England Patriots yeah. just released Benjamin Watson for whatever reason. So all you people that have been hanging on to Benjamin Watson on the bottom of your fantasy lineups like he was gonna come back in and be Gronk, you mm-hmm. can go ahead and release him. He
0: just got Belichicked, is what just happened there. Um, yeah, I didn't I've never seen like not only that, but like then the didn't the cart like malfunction like
1: when it came to Mason Yeah, Rudolph? it stopped working, so they had to like walk him off the field. Oh, it was man, a whole that, big thing. It that, was a disaster. That poor son. Um But I do think being that that being said with Chris Godwin, I do think that Mike Evans is a trade candidate. Um because people the these people who drafted him, you know, in the early second round, which is where he was going, um, yeah, they're probably freaking out a little bit because Chris Godwin's been incredible. And Mike Evans just dropped a zero. like just just, straight up zero, like had zero catches. Like I had Aaron Jones in a lineup yesterday that also had Mike Evans in it. And I lost because, because Mike Evans was in my lineup after Aaron Jones had that insane game. I still lost because of Mike Evans. Yeah. I mean, I believe that, um, Can we
0: talk about Jameis Winston for a second, though? If we're going to talk about Mike Evans, like, are we over the fact that, like, we don't trust Jameis, that Jameis can be one of those, like, garbage time fantasy football quarterbacks? Like, is he better than Aaron Rodgers right now in fantasy football?
1: I ain't scoring scoring wise without a doubt. He's had... Like, obviously,
0: they're not the same talent field. I'm not saying that, but, like, when it comes to fantasy, like, is that fair to, like, use...
1: I mean, I would I would rather start Jameis Winston right now than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just isn't throwing the football.
0: Like Aaron Rodgers right now in fantasy football is averaging fifteen point one. I mean, Jameis Winston,
1: today. according to Fantasy Pros, is the tenth ranked scoring quarterback in fantasy football right now. Aaron Rodgers is the nineteenth. Yeah, like like, and, and I I talked to somebody about this last week. Aaron Rodgers isn't an every week start anymore. Like, because a lot of people. Um, you know, like I know Ron, the show Hughley was very high. He thought Rogers was going to compete with Mahomes for an MVP again this year. And I was just like, I don't know, man. Like I, I don't, I don't trust that. And I don't know, like Aaron's older now. He's not, he's not extending plays the same way he used to. And they're just, they're just trying to save him. I think they're just trying to make sure he doesn't get hurt because he's gotten hurt so much over the last. So he's Todd Gurley, of course. And so, like, yeah, like they're, they're just trying not to put him in that many situations. Where he can get hurt again. And so that's going to mean good things for Aaron Jones, especially with Jamal Williams out of the lineup. Like Aaron Rodgers is solely dependent on matchups right now. Like at number 19 and 12 team leagues, Aaron Rodgers is not a starting quarterback. Like Josh Allen, Jacoby Brissett's a starting quarterback over Aaron Rodgers, Gardner Minshew's a starting quarterback over Aaron Rodgers right now. Like Jameis Winston, Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, all of those guys are guys that you're starting over Wentz. Philip Rivers, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Matthew Stafford, all of those guys have put up more fantasy points this year than Aaron Rodgers. And Matthew Stafford's put up more fantasy points than Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford was on bye this week.
0: Damn. That's a lot of information on Aaron Rodgers, man. Like yeah. That's just...
1: That's what I wanted to get with though, because like this
0: is what we're supposed to do on the Monday show on uh, Force the Punt is to give like the reactions, like you watch the games at home. If you're listening to this, you watch the game. We don't need to recap games for you. What we're trying to do is just try to put in your mind like where, like the fact, like Aaron Rodgers. Like I remember in our fantasy league that I'm in, it's a 12 team league. He's my starting quarterback. I'll I'll be honest with you right there. He had a decent week last week. I thought maybe he had turned the page, but there was some scrutiny that people took Baker Mayfield over Aaron Rodgers in our fantasy football draft. And it's kind of like one of these things where it's like. Aaron Rodgers is a benchable quarterback in today's world when it comes to fantasy football and hearing all those names. Now, obviously, oh. it'd be tough to pick up Josh Allen this week because he is uh, on a bye. But that is interesting to know that, like, sometimes in fantasy football, it's tough to go away from guys that have always been there that are all pros, and Aaron Rodgers is now a benchable quarterback.
1: Well, I Aaron mean, Rodgers is down here lingering around Joe Flacco, Kirk Cousins, Jesus. Derek Carr. Like, those are the people he's keeping company with right now. Now, And I don't think—
0: Can you trade Aaron Rodgers? Like, does somebody see his name and go, ooh, that sweetens the deal? I mean, maybe. What bothers me about Aaron Rodgers that I didn't see, that I didn't think about, is the fact that twice a year he's going to play the Bears defense, the Lions defense, that Matt Patricia apparently has something kind of figured out,
1: and he's also going to play Minnesota's defense. Well, I think both times he's broken his collarbone, it was against the Vikings. And then he
0: broke almost his knee against the Bears, right? Yeah, last year on Monday night or the Thursday night football opener or Sunday night opener, it's just, yeah, it's just it's just crazy to think that like when we're talking about these receivers that used to be big guy receivers, which I think is a kind of a an interesting trend that's happening in fantasy football. When you say this about the wide receiver world, is that everybody knows it's a passing league, and that now it's like maybe the number two guy in an offense or the slot guys are now the guys that you should probably be more heavily focused on than like the big name guys. And it's just I don't know, it's just kind of like a mind. Something that rhymes with truck.
1: So there's still – so, you know, there's not a ton of waiver wire ads that I think you need to, like, rush to the waiver wire and get this week because, I mean, it's week five, and at this point in the season, it gets pretty bare out there if you haven't been super active on your waiver wire. Like, everybody who is active has snatched up anybody who's worth much value, if any at all – and dropped most of the guys, like, we've got a good understanding now of what most people's roles are in their offense. Now, that can change as the season goes on, injuries, things like that. But, like, like Darwin Thompson, who was highly drafted in a lot of leagues, Darwin Thompson was just inactive for the Chiefs yesterday. Yeah. If, like, I had Darwin Thompson in a couple leagues, I dropped him a few weeks ago. Like, if you're still hanging on to Darwin Thompson with this thought that, like, something's going to happen to one of these running backs and he's going to somehow find a role into this offense. You need to stop wasting the bench spot with Darwin Thompson. He needs to be out off your team altogether because he is not going to be a part of this team. Not this season, not barring catastrophic injury. Is he going to have a role in this offense? Yes. I mean, you'd have thought that LaShawn McCoy was inactive last night as well. in that offense with the way they ran the
0: ball, which is interesting, which again, I think Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride said it pretty good last night in the postgame show. He said, don't think about this game by McCoy too much. It's kind of an anomaly. It's not going to happen again. McCoy's the best running back on this team. He'll get used more. And, again, we've always talked about it on this show, and I know Sir talks about it on a show on Sunday, that Damian Williams you just can't trust when it comes to injuries.
1: Uh, and so I, I want to talk about the Chiefs a little bit because I was at that game last night. It's uh... It was frustrating. It was very frustrating yeah. to watch. It was a very frustrating game to be at, and then you know have to work all night and then get oh, up really God. early and come to work the following day. You know how many
0: people would give their shoes to just be in your position. Well, last that's night? fine. They're not me. All right. <laughs> all right.
1: All right. They're not. They're right. not me. Okay. They haven't been to as many football games, covered as many games as I have. God, okay. I want you to hit your knee again on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: well, I need did get up early.
1: You're I think that. There's fantasy owners out there and, you know, maybe not here in Kansas City um, who are going to start panicking. Yeah. There's people who can be talked into anything in every league. Um, You know, I had somebody who was trying to give me Philip Lindsay for Marlon Mack last week. I refuse to do that because I don't have much faith in Philip Lindsay. Marlon Mack had a very good game against the Chiefs last night. Mm -hmm. Like Marlon Mack had twenty nine carries and it was, you know, I was hesitant because of his injuries, but Marlon Mack, when healthy, is a workhorse running back and should not be traded for someone the likes of Philip Lindsay who's in a timeshare with Royce Freeman. Which is crazy. Because Philip Lindsay is off. But I do think that there's some Chiefs that are available right now. And I think that I don't think you're gonna get I think the window to get Tyreek Hill has passed. Um Tyreek Hill was traded for a big trade in one of my leagues, um, and I've seen other people on Twitter talking about how he was moved in their leagues. Um, I think the window to get him has passed because he's likely coming back next week, maybe the following week, but sounds like he's trending for this week uh, against the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. And after the way that offense performed this week, I think that they need him, Uh, especially with Sammy going down. We haven't gotten an update on Sammy's hamstring injury. Um, But the fact that Sammy Watkins... Got hurt on Friday and they said, No, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna play. Literally played one snap last night. So he did actually and play then, a snap? Yes. He was out there, I think, on the first play of the game. And then gone. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the fact that, you know, he did went in, ran one play, re aggravated his injury, and had to leave the game and didn't ever come back. Like usually, you know, sometimes guys come back out on the sideline or something. Yeah. Sammy never came back. Like, Sammy left the first play of the game, went to the locker room, and never came back onto the field. So that scares me a little bit about Sammy. Um, we haven't gotten any type of update, and we were getting updates kind of all day because the Chiefs had so many injuries last night. Right. Um, But I'm kind of over it with Sammy, right? Like, you're, you, you had the week one performance, and this is just literally his entire career. Like, picture-perfect encapsulation of Sammy Watkins' career is – he does just enough to give you a little bit of hope and right. make you think that he's finally turning the corner and turning into that player that he was always drafted to be. And then something like this happens, or he's just goes on this streak where he's unproductive. I don't think you can move Sammy Watkins, but if Sammy Watkins is going to miss significant time with Tyreek Hill coming back, I am heavily targeting Demarcus Robinson and McCall Hardman right now. Um, because I still think this Chiefs offense is insanely talented. I still think that they're going to have monster weeks where they put up insane numbers. Mm -hmm. And right now, they're struggling a little bit. They're beat up. They've got a ton of injuries. And it seems like defenses have figured out a way to slow down this offense a little bit. I think they'll figure that out. I think that their coaching staff is too smart. I think Patrick Mahomes is too talented. And I think with Tyreek Hill back, it's going to open up a lot of things. I am targeting heavily Demarcus Robinson specifically right now because I think that Demarcus Robinson can be had the cheapest of all of them. Yeah, and I think that he's still going to have some productive days ahead of him, uh, assuming Sammy Watkins is going to miss any any significant time at all. So you
0: okay? So let's say that he does miss, I don't know, two more weeks. Does Demarcus Robinson just become that dude? Like, I get it that, like, he's been that guy so far with Pat because ever since week, what, two, Sammy Watkins has been basically irrelevant. But with Tyree coming back, I feel like that's kind of like where McCole Hardman's role's been with Tyree Kill out. Do you think that Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman on the same field at the same time, McCole Hardman is still a valuable option? Like, you just, like, I just don't know. Like, yes. so they just move him to the slot, move Robinson outside, and then he wow. takes over
1: the Robinson role? I mean, well, Tyreek can play inside and outside.
0: I guess basically what I'm saying is will Nicole Hardman's numbers go up, stay the same, or go down with Tyreek coming back?
1: I think they stay the same if Hardman's staying like in the slot. Okay. Like if, if Hardman's staying like as your slot wide receiver and ty and you just move Tyreek outside, which Tyreek plays in the slot a lot too. Right. Um, but Tyreek can play outside. Demarcus Robinson's gonna play outside. I don't think it drastically affects anybody's numbers because they're still going to pass a lot. Like, Travis Kelsey might be someone who you can target. Now, Travis Kelsey's obviously going to be be expensive. Um, but Travis Kelsey's only got one touchdown on the season. And for for a guy who's considered the number one tight end in fantasy, yep. people are probably starting to worry about that a little bit. I think that's obviously going to change. Uh, but, like, right now, Will Disley's the number one tight end in fantasy football because he's just catching touchdowns left and right from Russell Wilson. There you go. Uh, and he, he's been great. Uh, Evan Ingram's been quiet the last couple of weeks, but he's still. And it speaks to the tight end landscape that you know Evan Ingram's still number four. Mark Andrews is still number five, even though he's had a couple quiet weeks. Yeah. Um. So it's probably not going to be easy to trade for Travis Kelsey, but I think that you're going to find some leagues where Travis Kelsey can probably be had for the right price because people are going to freak out. And I still think Travis Kelsey will wind up as the number one scoring tight end in fantasy football, despite his struggles last night. Um I just think that people tend to overreact and now this being back-to-back games, you could sell it as a trend in the Chiefs offense and people will bite on that. Like I'm heavily targeting to Marcus Robinson in a lot of leagues. I think DeMarcus Robinson's the guy that you want when Tyreek Hill comes back if Sammy Watkins is going to miss time. Because Hardman has the higher weekly upside, without a doubt, in my opinion, I think he is the better player. But Demarcus Robinson's the one that can be had at more of a value. So, a- and I want any piece in this Chiefs offense that I can have. So
0: Hardman's more of a boomer bust type, whereas Robinson, you think is going to consistently? Stay no, I think they're. At.
1: I think they both are. Okay, but I think that the boomer bust upside of the Chiefs offense, despite their struggles the past two weeks is still higher than any other offense in the NFL. Like, yes, I think last night was likely a low for this team. And even against Detroit, you still put up over 30 points in a game where you struggled quite a bit. Like if that's if the if if this is the floor what we saw last night, like if that's the basement, that's as low as it's going to get the rest mm-hmm. of the season, I still want every part of the Chiefs offense moving forward. Like every part I can get my hands on.
0: I guess I'm just worried when it comes to the Chiefs' offense with the defenses that they play moving forward, like coming up. Like, they're starting to play teams that have decent defense. Now, I guess last night wasn't really the same case for that because Indianapolis had a bunch of of guys that were hurt. But, I mean, you look at the Chiefs' schedule and they get Houston, which that should be a high-scoring game next Sunday. That game screams the over, obviously. Take it. But then it's at Denver, Packers, Vikings, Titans. But I'm interested. I mean, I'm like you. I'm not going away with him. I mean, 15 still the quarterback. Andy Reid yeah, still coaches that team. They're going to have a lot of offensive
1: potential. Um, yeah, but when you have special players like Patrick Mahomes, like I don't dictate right. everything I do based off of schedule. Like There sure. are players that yeah. I do that with, no, yeah. but not with him. Right. Not not with what he's capable of doing and not with like Tyreek Hill coming back and, and having Travis Kelsey playing at the level that he is playing prior to last night. That's going to be huge for this offense, and it's going to open things up, and they're going to have opportunities.
0: LaShawn McCoy still the guy in the backfield?
1: If anybody, um, you staying away from all running backs. I think that they're in a full-blown committee now. Yeah. I think it's it's hard to, I think, diagnose on a weekly basis which one of them you want. Because I think Andy just got annoyed with LaShawn last night. Oh, yeah, he gave him the, the Belichick treatment. And then – uh Daryl Williams didn't have any touches, but he still was getting snaps. He was still on the field for a good chunk of, for a good chunk of offensive snaps yesterday. Yep. So, like they're in a legit legitimate committee. Daniel Williams got the most snaps, but he wasn't highly productive with any of those snaps. And I think that Lashawn McCoy is going to eat into that. I think Lashawn McCoy is just more banged up than we than they're letting us know that he is as well. I mean, he's an older player, and he's right. been he's been nursing injuries since he signed basically. So, yeah, Chiefs running game. Like, I I didn't really mention them as trade targets because I don't really want them. I still want the passing game, though. I still want any pass catcher for Patrick Mahomes that's going to get 80 to 90% of the snaps. And Demarcus Robinson is still getting 85, 90% of the snaps. McCole Hardman's still getting 75 to 80% of the snaps. Do you
0: think that people refuse to trade because they're hoping that a player will be good like where do you think like I guess it's just tough for me to kind of get people to trade people because I feel like sometimes people don't trade people because they think that like they're giving up too much because of what the name is like how do you give somebody how do you trade somebody for DeAndre Hopkins to somebody who let's say is their record right now is three and two or two and three in fantasy football so far this season And DeAndre Hopkins hasn't done anything, but they need to obviously make a move or
1: they're not going to go anywhere. I mean, you have to sell them on it. Um, But like DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. Like, even though he's struggling, you're not going to move DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. I would trade Mike Evans for DeAndre Hopkins right now. If somebody would do it.
0: Like you would give somebody Mike Evans for. DeAndre? Yes.
1: Yes. Without a doubt. And I I think that that, and I think that's a reasonable trade offer because I think that they're both still really, really talented players. Who have both put up elite production in the past, and I still think they're both fully capable of putting up elite production in the future. Like I would do that right now, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get someone like DeAndre Hopkins for nothing,
0: right? No, like, I,
1: get that. I I I try to diagnose value in every trade that I make. Like I I try I don't always you know. I'm not going to go try to trade for Dalvin Cook most of the time because most of the time nobody's going to trade me Dalvin Cook. Sure,
0: yeah, that's where I'm going to trade um,
1: yeah. Like Christian McCaffrey, most people aren't going to trade Christian McCaffrey unless you're the, that guy in my league with Pete Sweeney who just traded Pete Sweeney, Christian McCaffrey, before week one of the NFL season. He drafted him and traded him before the season even started. Why? Pete Sweeney's now 3-1 or 4-1, and, and that guy is just a bottom feeder. Because he thought he was getting a good deal out of it, and Pete did send him good value in return. Like he got Travis Kelsey, and he got another good running back out of the deal. But Christian McCaffrey's been so incredible that there's no amount of players that you could supply somebody with that's going to replace that value on a weekly basis that Christian McCaffrey is going to give you. Yeah, you know what he's averaging a week? Um, a lot. Thirty-one. Yeah. So that's not that's not like that's not what that's two players. That's not what trades are about. Trades no. are about trying because you're you're never going to get enough value generally to get those big name guys from other people like the, for me trading is trying to diagnose the best value what i the least amount of shit that i can give up right for the most in return and right now i think demarcus robinson is that guy like demarcus robinson and mccall hardman for the chiefs if you're gonna target them i think those are the players that you want but I think Demarcus Robinson is the one that I really want because Demarcus Robinson is the one that I can have for the least amount. So
0: stepping away from the Chiefs for a little bit and talking about trades, who's a better play, McColl – I guess we're still on the Chiefs – McColl Hardman or Alshon Jeffrey because something's going on with your guy Carson Wins, and I don't know what it is.
1: I don't think anything's going on with him. I just think game script dictated that he didn't have to throw that much this week.
0: So do you think that Alshon and his Gabriel, defense scored what three touchdowns? His defense did very well. Philadelphia's defense
1: was uh... he did he just didn't have to he just didn't throw in the second half. He just didn't have to. Do so You still live by Carson Wentz? Oh, I mean, I like Carson Wentz. I I have him in multiple leagues. He's got a five game stretch coming up that sucks. It's Beirutel. It's he's got f- a five game stretch that it's like top 5 to top 10 pass defense like 5 in a row. It's it's a brutal stretch. He's going against the Vikings and the Vikings haven't been quite as good this year. So I'm a little bit more optimistic about that matchup, but it should still be a competitive game. But uh I mean but that that's the thing with fantasy football too is people overreact. Like right. you just have to you have to take take it game by game and you have to diagnose the games and like what what the game dictated because sometimes like with Carson Wentz yesterday I was super frustrated because it was a good matchup for Carson wentz like he yeah. should have he should have thrown for you know two seventy five and three touchdowns against the Jets yesterday because their secondary is just not very good but their defense scored three touchdowns and they got up so big so early in that game that in the second half they were just running the football because they didn't have to throw and so that happens sometimes in football and it's super upsetting and super annoying but that's what we have to deal with. All we can try to do is try to look at the numbers and the statistics and try to predict uh, the best value plays off of the information that we have. Um, but before we get out of here, I just want to run through some waiver wire ads. It's it's rough this week, um, and that's how it's going to be moving forward. Like Unless you were super active uh, early on in the season, uh, it doesn't get better on the waiver wire as you get deeper into the season, barring significant injuries. Um Chase Edmonds, it's a season high in rushing attempts and rushing yards. Um, David Johnson is having some back issues. uh, and It's the second time he's had this issue flare up this season. Um, So this is something that's concerning moving forward. If you're a David Johnson owner, you probably want to add Chase Edmonds. He's not owned virtually anywhere anywhere. Chris Herndon's officially back next week. Yep. Uh, Again, tight end has been brutal this season. Uh, I think Chris Herndon's a very talented second year tight end. I've already added him in multiple leagues. Uh, He had a really good rapport with Sam Darnold last week. I think he's going to have some good value in that passing game. Once Sam Darnold actually returns and maybe we'll actually get a glimpse of what the hell the jets are. Once Sam Darnold makes his return, uh, Dusty's guy, Gerald Everett, I think, is actually an ad now. I know I was highly against him last week, um, Told you. but he put to back he put together back to back really really good weeks. He's only 25 years old. Um, he's still a really young tight end, so maybe this is his coming out party. Maybe he is involved in the offense. I'm just telling you, in the two years prior to this, Sean McVay didn't utilize tight ends whatsoever. Yeah, well, he's using them this year. I know. I that mean, may- maybe that's Sean McVay as he struggled to adapt. As people have figured him out, maybe that's his way of adapting: is utilizing tight ends. Or, maybe, so, may, so maybe Gerald Everett is is primed and ready for a breakout, or maybe the Brandon Cooks experiment's over. He's hurt. I know. He's always hurt. Now he just—he's <laughs> hurt. He played in the what game. On, he played in their game. On thir- maybe the experiment's over. He played in their game on Thursday night. He got night. knocked out in that game. And that, but the game before he got then, knocked he unconscious, unconscious in that game.
0: In that game, but I'm saying like throughout the year, he has not been what everyone thought Brandon Cooks was going to be.
1: Eno you know, Smith, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, he had an okay game against the Houston Texans, even though they were getting blown out. Um, Devontae Freeman's just been brutal. And Edo Smith, he was coming off of an injury, but he was more involved yesterday. He's getting more snaps. He's a guy that you could probably add. Gardner Minshew again just put up another really good day. He had a career high in passing yards against a really good pass defense in the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. And he had three hundred and seventy four passing yards. That's why that's why I benched DJ Chark. And DJ Chark went off yesterday. Uh Gardner Minshew probably needs to be owned in a majority of leagues. Um Especially two quarterback leagues. As I mentioned, Gardner Minshew is outscoring Aaron Rodgers this season. Yep. Like, you would be, at this point, it would be a wiser weekly start to pick up Gardner Minshew and put him in your lineup than it would be to hope that Aaron Rodgers throws a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't really trust that performance yesterday. Teddy was great yesterday. I'm not trying to take anything away from that. Um, I think that Teddy is a guy that you can pick up if you really need depth at quarterback, but he's... uh, Heavily weighted in game script. And I think that Sean Payton was just putting him in situations yesterday right. uh, to try to set him up for touchdowns. Yeah. Uh Reggie Bonifon, I think that's how you say it. Don't stop. He's not, come
0: on. He had a 50-yard run because McCaffrey had cramps because he got used on yeah. every damn play. Yeah,
1: but people are adding him. He's already owned in 19% of leagues. That's stupid. Because people are adding him as a handcuff in case something happens to Christian McCaffrey. Go get J. I'm not, not saying everybody again. else should go add him, but yeah, I mean, J.J. He's not a bad move either. Um, the Giants are going to come calling for Jay I think Ajay. he could get signed by somebody. Um, the Giants. But Reggie. If you got Christian McCaffrey on your team, I think Reggie is somebody that you could add just in case. Mohamed Sanu has actually been pretty good this season. Um, he's been pretty consistent. He's put up, uh, he's put up like a solid, like six to ten points a game, and he did have a touchdown this past week, although it was his first touchdown in like fourteen consecutive games. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, Deontay Johnson still getting a decent amount of targets. Uh, even with Mason Rudolph going down, so he's still somebody that Pittsburgh's going to insist on getting involved in their offense. So, I right, and th- those are the only guys I'm really looking to Boy, add this bleak, week. That's a bleak, bleak waiver um, wire. Yeah, I mean it's thin. There's not there's not a lot going on on the waiver wire. We, it's so. almost
0: week six, man. Like your playoffs should start literally in about what seven weeks, six weeks, halfway yes. through the season, almost.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. Hopefully you were being active on the waiver wire prior to this week because it's just going to keep going downhill from here.
0: Gardner Minshew is having a better fantasy year than Aaron Rodgers. Yes. That's all I'm going to say to leave this one alone.
1: uh, Thank you guys for listening. Please download the Radio.com app and like and subscribe to all of our content on the 435 Podcast Network. This has been Forced upon.